today right here on the Power Sports Podcast. Major League Baseball been in action all summer, coming to you in our new season. Also, Tiger breaking out in the last two majors. Could that be enough to get his career back on track? Tennis, the U.S. Open, right around the corner. Wimbledon just passed by. More to talk about there. We have had a long summer, but it's time to return to your favorite. Here it is. Season 3, starting right now. Power Sports, roll those titles. Welcome, folks. This is Season 3 of the Power Sports Podcast Series, brought to you by Podomatic. It's been an incredible ride. We kick off Season 3, and with the note that I left you at the season finale of our last season, Season 2, we are now in very many places, and we have expanded a whole lot. And we are happy to say, officially, that our internet radio station, powered by Shoutcast and Radionomy, will be up very, very soon. And that should be incredible as well, given that we are very excited. We can take those, put them in a podcast, and yes, your favorite, these podcasts will still be coming out live from the studio. This is our... One of our new studios right here in East Hampton, New York. There's a lot going on in sports. We couldn't get to you the whole summer except on Twitter. Please go follow us on Twitter at PowerSports765 and the PowerSports YouTube. MLB, tennis, golf, and huge NFL news coming. And yes... That was a call. Who is that call from? I think it's the baseball gods saying that you're either really, really good, mediocre, or really, really bad. Let's get into the numbers. It's time for the MLB on Power Sports. Biggest news is your Boston Red Sox. If you're a Boston Red Sox fan, I'm a Yankees fan, so I'm not a homer on this podcast. But if you think I am, uh, you can go ahead and hit that pause button, share it with your friends and family later. and Maybe they'll listen to it for you. But if not, please listen to this. This is the MLB. Um... On power sports. So let's just look at easy numbers, standings for all you sports people. Um, Let's start really simple in the division. Let's go to the National League. So if you're following with me on ESPN, let's head down to the National League, NL East. Miami. Ooh, they're in that really bad column. The New York Mets. Also not there, and I don't think Washington's going to make it back, even though they're a really likable team and I love them. Philly is making a run for it, and the problem is is that you need to win that division because the West, I believe, will run away with it for the wild card. So Philly could get a chance at the wild card, but you, if you really want to be sure, you've got to win that division um, to get into a playoff spot, and that'll probably be the three which should have a date with the Chicago Cubs um, unless they get the run, which it looks like. So you'd get Arizona or Colorado or even L.A. Let's go over the West, speaking of them. San Francisco and San Diego aren't worth talking about. San Fran is doing much better. They're only seven and a half games back. Two and a half games back to L.A. They could do, still do it. They're probably in for the wild card, as I got in my beginning of season projections back in the spring, but also you have Colorado, who's making it with Charlie Blackman yet again. Um, I 
think he's a great hitter, but I don't think he's enough to get Colorado, him, Trevor Story, all those guys as a World Series team. Definitely not. Maybe NLCS at best. I probably see if they win the wild card, which it looks like they'll have it on their home turf. Uh, they'll probably lose in the uh, NLDS to Chicago, which would happen, I believe. Arizona looking pretty good. I had them as winning the NL West from the beginning of the year, um, and I think it'll stay that way. So you really want to be one of those teams in the wild card. As the looks of things in the wild card in that uh, league is, you've got Milwaukee, who's currently hosting it, and I think Colorado is going to be playing them, which would keep L.A. out of the playoffs. The Dodgers out of the playoffs? Um, and then Philly would be even in front of the Dodgers by a game, which they are right now, um, and that would be that, and we're all finished. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and I think even St. Louis now, you think, can be out of it. St. Louis could get a shot at the Wild Guard. They're .5 games behind Milwaukee. Um, but let, let, let's just dive deeper into the Wild Card for a minute. In the National League currently, as I said, it's Milwaukee. By the tiebreakers, Philly has it. But tied with them by records is also Colorado and even St. Louis. So St. Louis is only 0.5 games behind. Milwaukee, over those three times, three, uh, all of those three teams, sorry, is 0.5 games ahead. So they'd be hosting the wild card game uh, currently against Philly because of tiebreakers. LA is two games back from the second spot. So from St. Louis, Colorado, and Philly. Then Pittsburgh at six games and Washington at six and a half. I think Colorado's better at the end of the year. I don't think the Phillies have a enough oomph in them. But we'll see. I mean, it's it's really hard to make a bold prediction right now. Um, if you want to hear bold predictions, I love Colin Coward for things like those. Tune into The Herd by Colin Coward, with Colin Coward, on FS1 from 12 to 3 on weekdays. Um, he can give you good predictions, not even just bold ones, but all of them. Uh, so yeah. Let's go to the American League. Um, and we know what they can do over there. You've got the better players, the better teams right now. But let's look at it from a perspective of just being a sports analyst. Let's first crunch numbers. Boston's nine games ahead of the Yankees in the East. They've got a lot. They are the number one team in the league. They are the number one uh, Major League Baseball and the American League for that matter. Um, they've pretty much locked in that number one seed, so they'll play the wild card winner, which we'll get to in a minute. Um... You've got Baltimore, Toronto, and Tampa Bay are already out of it. Technically, Tampa Bay still has a shot. Toronto and Baltimore are mathematically eliminated. Um, you've got in the Central, White Sox, goodbye. Same with KC and Detroit. Minnesota's got a tiny shot. And the, uh, the only team over 500 there is going to be the two seed in Cleveland. And they'll be playing most likely Houston, but Oakland. We saw Chris Davis last night. He signed something. Or no, he had a Make-A-Wish kid, which I think is great, and their organization is incredible. Sign his jersey for the game, and then he gets a home run. Guess what? They Both teams, Houston and Oakland, are tied at the top of the AL West at 75 and 50. Oakland on a comeback trail. It's not like Houston's in a giant slump like the Yankees. Oakland's just doing incredible. We haven't seen them do that in a, pretty much a decade. Seattle's three and a half games back. They're close in the wild card. You can rule out L.A. Angels, Shohei Otani. Talked about them. And the only team under 500 in that division is 20 games back. The Texas Rangers at 56 and 71. Let's look at the American League wild card. New York up three and a half to the second place teams, Houston and Oakland. Um, and there, it's there, so whoever wins by tiebreakers right now, it's Houston, 
So if we say they win, uh, Oakland would visit New York for the wild card game. Not Houston would visit New York um, based on whoever uh, wins that three. And half games behind both Houston and Oakland is Seattle. So they're looking for that second spot. Tampa Bay is pretty much out of it. Same with L.A., Minnesota, Toronto, Texas, Detroit, Chicago, White Sox, KC, and Baltimore. So let's make predictions for the end of the regular season, shall we? It's time for, right now, the close-to-end-of-year picks for the MLB postseason. American League East, Boston Red Sox, you got it. Done. Central is going to be Cleveland, not even close. Uh, I think Houston pulls it off. They're better in the late-season scenario, uh, late, uh, scenarios. We've seen that already. Houston wins the West. In the National League, uh, I don't think Philly pulls through. Atlanta wins the East. Uh, Chicago rules the Central, and I think they'll do it easily. And Arizona, I still think, will win the West. Let's go over to the wild card. Let's stay NL for a minute in the NL wild card. Currently, I do think Milwaukee will host that wild card game. They're being consistent. I think they'll stay that way. Milwaukee will be at home for the wild card game. And visiting them will be the Colorado Rockies. I think that they could pull it out. They've done it before. I think they'd do it again. Philly and St. Louis will say goodbye. And L.A. will not be in the playoffs this year. Yes, that is a bold statement. But a lot of guys you've heard have been saying that. So that's really, really big. Let's go to the American League wild card and just make predictions here. The New York Yankees are 33-26 and 26 on the road and 45-20 and 20 at home. I've been at three of those games. One of them was a loss. It's pretty good. Uh-huh. They're on a three-game winning streak. They're trying to get back from that slump. They have Giancarlo's debut uh, in Miami as a Yankee, so his comeback game's tonight. I think New York will host that game again. And as I said, Oakland, I believe, will visit them. So now it is time, folks, to make predictions for the MLB postseason as I have it. First, in the American League wildcard game, New York will play Oakland. I believe New York should win it pretty much handily because Oakland does not have uh, a lot of experience, that team, in the postseason. You know, an assessment is kind of the bets. Coco Crisp, not there anymore. I don't think they have the talent to beat the Yankees to knock them off, nor do I think that they can go into New York in the Bronx and win it, nor do I think that they have the experience in the playoffs, which they have none of um, on that team. That The A's, all the A's on that team, I believe, have not gotten into the playoffs with the A's. That doesn't mean they haven't gotten any points at all. I don't think any of the T any of the players on the A's on the Oakland Athletics have gotten to the playoffs with the Oakland Athletics. I think. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's true. So New York wins there. So let's finish the American League, shall we? Boston and New York, I think it goes to five games. Boston wins it. They've shown that they're better. But I do think it'll take five games, but Boston will get it. Cleveland and Houston. I think this is going to be a good matchup. I think Houston will win it again, also in five games. I don't think Cleveland can get past the LDS again, although that will definitely not turn into a curse. Definitely not. Even if they're in the wild card game next year. Even if, let's say, the Twins just break out, they're not having that as a curse in the ALDS. So, Houston and Boston. I think Boston still wins it. I think they win that series in six games and go on as the American League champions to represent the American League as a dominant team in the World Series. Dominant. They've showed that all year. They, they're going to show that in the playoffs. They're going to show it at the end of the year. They will get to the World Series as of right now as the number one seed coming out of the American League. 
for the National League, the wild card game, Milwaukee and Colorado. I think Colorado goes on the road and wins on is a walk off unless close to. Given they can't win on a walk off, um, so it's gonna be very close to that. Maybe extras. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens in that game. Which means Colorado is gonna play your number one team. That's Chicago. I think Chicago wins in four games. Atlanta and Arizona. It's going to be a pretty good series. I think Atlanta, without the postseason experience, they do have the talent. Um, I know Arizona doesn't have a lot of experience either. I think Arizona pulls it off in uh, four to five. Let's go with five games over Atlanta. So Arizona and Chicago. I think Chicago wins this one easily in five games. Chicago and Boston in the World Series. Chicago moves on as the NL champion. The pennant rises over Wrigley yet again. Boston, I, let, let's go game by game here. I think Boston wins game one. In Fenway, I think they just, they can take it. They're so dominant. It's... They're 44 and 17 at home, and they're 44 and 21 on the road. They're 88 and 38. That's just so outstanding. They're going to crush game one on the road. They're going to win handily, maybe not crush. Game two, I think Chicago makes an appearance. 1 1. Huge appearance. They're going to break out of nowhere and win game two on the road. Everybody who bought those seats in Boston are going to be really really mad, and uh, I don't blame them, but it's going to happen, according to me, as per right now, um, game three back in Wrigley, I think uh, Chicago does it again, goes up 2-1, they get their first game in their home stadium, and Boston coming right back, 1-1-1-1, one, 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 one. Um, you get to go 1-1 one one in both stadiums at the beginning, then we go back to Boston. Or, sorry, we stay in Chicago. I'm thinking basketball and hockey here. Um, that was a sprint. Jeez. Um, I think uh, Boston wins this one, and they—I mean Chicago wins this one because I think that they can go two and one at home. But then Game Six, I think, easily goes to Boston, and they just come back and they're like, "Oh my gosh, we need a win. Let's just be dominant." And then they show up in game seven and win. So now that I go game by game, I probably would have said six for Boston, but now that I go game by game, I even think if Boston wins that game five, game six will still go to Chicago. Or any mix and match, even in game four. Someone's up 3-1 after game four. I... It's... It's... I just... Boston's dominant, and I think they have it right now. Anyway, we're going to take a minute to talk about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, one of the best big non-Big Four athletes to watch of all time. Ever. One of the best athletes of all time. We all love him. And on ESPN, I forget who's saying it, so I'm very sorry. That we are very, 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 very picky onto our sports. Um, actually, it might have been CBS, but I forget. That when someone does something wrong, we get the media, everybody gets really, 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 really uptight about them. And then when a guy like Tiger Woods comes back, and they're all good again. Everybody's like, oh, I like that guy still. Forget about what I talked about them, what I said about them, what I thought about them earlier. Let's just go root for him as our old sweetheart. That's what's happening with Tiger Woods. The last two majors, he's had a shot at winning him. The Open Championships across the pond and at Belle Reve. I think it's just, when you think about it, uh, 
Tiger Woods is back in business. Will he win another major? One at most. Is he going to beat Jack's record? No. Um, could he win one more? I think he's totally capable. That's a huge question. It was on first take. Max Kellerman. Um, and Stephen A. Smith had to uh, take back what he said about Tiger Woods earlier, months ago. I think he can win another major. That doesn't mean he will. And uh, I think it's really hard to just go out and say in golf the day before any, even the day before the Masters, and be like, Rory McIlroy's going to win it this year. Tiger Woods is going to win it this year. Bubba Watson's going win to it, win it this year. Phil Mickelson will. A lefty will. I think that's just, golf is not a sport where you do that. Uh, that's why uh, sports bettors don't bet on golf-specific tournaments. I don't think that's a good idea. If it's a prop bet, then sure. Um, it's just, you, you don't, it's not a sport. There's just so many different teams. Like in football, in most sports, it's just two teams. You've got 160 players on one weekend in golf. So you've got that going. Tennis, Sloane Stevens back. She's making a run. She's going as a defending, reigning champion of the U.S. Open. See what she does there. I'm really excited. I'm going. Um, I think it, it'll be really, 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 really cool to see everybody back in action on their favorite hardcore. Um, everybody loves it. Uh, players love it. Fans love it. Gotta thank the New York crowd. The U.S. Open is starting in three days you got to be excited for it. It's one of the coolest sporting events that you can go see. I saw the U.S. Open golf. I've seen the U.S. Open tennis many times. Golf, I've only seen a few times. In fact, one, and one I saw close up. That was at the U.S. Open golf this year at Shinnecock. That was really cool. If you're talking about cool, like that was amazing. Uh, I met Sam Donald. Um, yeah, I, he, when I told him that despite all the haters, he, uh, and then I was like, uh, cause everybody knows if you listen to my podcast that I think he's the, he was the most NFL ready quarterback from the draft. He's like, there were haters. Um, so yeah. And Bryce Petty even photobombed her selfie. So that was good. Um, so Yeah. Sports world's pretty nice. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't, I, I, there's no complaining. Um, but let's just, everybody just in this world, in the, in the media, just needs to take a deep breath for one second and, and just actually pick out the parts, the puzzle pieces to every little thing that happens in sports because so many little things happen that nobody realizes. Anyway, we're going to take a short break. You're going to get nothing. I'm going to get something. My voice is tired. I'll be, I'm cutting this video, so um, you'll hear my voice in just about a second. But anyway, we're going to take a short break right here on the Power Sports Radio Network. We're starting right here after the break. We have breaking news. Just 10 to 20 minutes ago, the Nationals have traded Daniel Murphy to the Chicago Cubs. So they got a new second baseman there, but in return, the Cubs send first baseman Matt Adams to the St. Louis Cardinals. Nationals got a first baseman in... And uh, Ryan Zimmerman, they've got a third baseman and then Anthony Rendon, because we know that Ryan Zimmerman can play third base if need be, since he did that for a while before moving to first base. But anyway, just 10 minutes ago, that happened. Uh, yeah, that is breaking news. 
coming live from ESPN Stats and Information. Daniel Murphy, Format Adams, Nationals, and Cubs. That's their official trade and MLB Big Leagues transaction. Let's move on to, uh, yeah, the NFL. We are going to make preseason predictions at the end of this show. Um... I will definitely amend those predictions uh, as the year goes on. I will talk to you how I do that once we get there. But anyway, let's talk fantasy. All right. I think you've got certain players that are just this year, especially you've got like your top 15 guys, right? That are so much better than all the others. With every position and when you're talking about all positions, period. You've got Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, David Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, blah, blah, blah. Antonio Brown. And then you've got the others, right? Who pick in your first round. Okay. And then, um, let's go to quarterbacks. You've got Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Then you go a tier down. Then you get a few. And then you get a tier down. Then you get Matt Stafford and Drew Brees. Then you go a tier down. Right? So, I think fantasy football is evolving into something totally different than it was five years ago when it was like, all right, here are the guys. We know who's good. We've got projections. That's it, bud. Um, but now we're, we're breaking it up a lot. Um, so, yeah, I think preseason is good. Let's, let's talk teams. Um, Sam Darnold. Let's talk about the newbie. Sam Darnold is doing... Okay, he's not going to start week one. I think Teddy Bridgewater will. Um, that doesn't mean Sam Darnold won't get an NFL start this year. And I like to make that very, very clear. Next, Josh Allen's not going to start. And Josh Rosen, I don't think, will start. And Baker Mayfield. I think Tyrod Taylor's going to start over Mayfield. Um, Andrew Luck's situation... Uh, I mean, the, Andrew Luck goes 6 for 13 for 50 yards and an interception in his second preseason game. That's coming from Fox Sports. And we're trying here to just see um, what he can do coming off a two-year pretty much long injury. I heard it was like 19 months now, right? So you've got that. Nobody even knows who, what he's doing, where he was, blah, blah, blah. Every, everybody knows that story, right? Now he's back. Carson Wentz. I told my friend who's in my fantasy league that he might not even start week one. So um, when he said, I'm comfortable with Jimmy Garoppolo, blah, 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 um, but I'm almost positive that Carson Wentz, I'm confident that Carson Wentz is starting for me week one. But... Um, I told him, don't be confident. Um, especially not in fantasy, but at all. It's a toss-up if he's going to start. It's not a toss-up to the Eagles. They haven't released much of anything. I'm sure they're confident, too, for that matter. I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Foles starts. He's a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. He's pretty much a Tom Brady, if I can't say so the least. Um, if I was a coach, I'd put Nick Foles in the running starting from day one after the Super Bowl in camps to be the starter next year. He got the last few regular season games, which didn't matter at most, and then he bombed it through the playoffs and won the Super Bowl. Not just the Super Bowl, but against the New England Patriots, who are the most dominant team currently of the century. So you've got that going for him. But anyway, um, there's huge situations everywhere. Alshon Jeffries out. Like, Niners, new team. Jimmy Garoppolo's going to get a full, uh, full new type of go there after being the backup 
under Tom Brady. So that's a pretty good mentor for you. I also think that new. It's uh wait, what's coming back this year? All right, you've got football on Thursday. Yeah, all right, we got it. We got football on Sunday. So you can start your week on early and be on Sunday. But there's one more day that we have football. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we know what it is. It's this. That is courtesy of Bobby Morgenstein, complete grand entrance party CD. Monday Night Football on ESPN is back. New crew, Joe Tessitore is your play-by-play analyst. He was the number two for uh, under Chris Fowler for college football, and I'm sure he still is. Jason Witten's your new Monday Night Football analyst after they put um, Sean McDonough back down to college and old analyst... Um, John Gruden is now the new coach who uh, ESPN thinks will be ready by Thanksgiving um, in Oakland. So he's back. John Gruden, the Gruden grinder. Anyway, we're going to take one more break. And after this, we will have, yes, we will have none other then your NFL halfway through the preseason picks. We'll see you right back here. Don't move a muscle. Remember, it only takes a second. Not for me, though. Right here on the new Power Sports Podcast and Radio Network. Welcome back, folks. This is Power Sports. We're ready. These are going to be our mid-preseason picks for the NFL. Sam Fetterman is about to join us live on the phone. He's got his picks, too. Sam, how you doing? I'm doing great today, and I'm just here to say that I am a New England Patriots fan, and if I say that the Patriots are going to do very well, that is that might that may be biased. That may also just be the fact that it's happened in the past, and I think it's going to happen again. Uh, a, a lot of analysts are with you on that one there, so um, we can't blame you. Um, anyway, these are the midseason predictions of the playoffs presented by PlayoffPredictors.com of what Power Sports plus Sam Fetterman thinks on what's going to happen midway through the preseason. We've got college football coming up next, so stay right where you are. Here we go, though. I'll start. We're going to start in the AFC. So my rankings and uh, seeds for the AFC are, at first, getting a bye at home is going to be the New England Patriots. I'm sure Sam has the same. I completely agree. That's what I thought. Two's going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I agree. And finally, three's going to be Pittsburgh. Um, I think they're going to be good out of the North. Uh, four, that AF, uh, AFC West division is going to be tough. Chargers are going to be close by a game or two, but I still have the Chiefs based on how it looks at. So for the division winner, Sam, I know you agree with the top three, but where do you have in that AFC West four? Now that AFC West is, I remember how well the Chargers were doing at the end of the year last year. And I mean, they got the same core. They still have Rivers. They still have Gordon. They still have Allen. And their defense is, I mean, 
it's not the best defense, but it's, it'll get the job done. I think I, I, I don't trust Patrick Mahomes yet because at Texas Tech, he was just going to throw the ball up and it was going to be caught. I mean, that's, it's the Big 12. It's now, now you're in the AFC West where you got to go up against. Now you got to go up against guys like Casey Hayward twice a year. You got to go up against Khalil Mack twice a year. You got to go up against the vaunted Denver defense twice a year. And I just don't trust Mahomes yet. I think that the Chargers are going to come away with that division. All right, so we'll go over to the wild card. In the five, I, in the south, I'm going to have the Titans. Um, I like Mariota still. He's shown that he can do stuff in the playoffs. Who do you have at yeah. five? He has shown he has shown that he can do things in the postseason, but I still think that I still think that Kansas City will get the five, and Tennessee will get the six. Okay, so since I've got those teams in, I have the Chargers one game looking out of the playoffs at the seven. Oh, you got that. So, which means by a game, Houston is going to enter with Pittsburgh. I was contemplating putting Houston in, but then I just, my thought process is, can they, can they beat Jacksonville? Can they, how many times a year are they going to beat Jacksonville? How many times a year are they going to beat Tennessee? I have them splitting with Tennessee. But I have them losing twice. I think I have Jacksonville yeah, I, going six and zero. I have them going like fifteen and one overall. They are so dominant. Jalen Ramsey's got to keep his mouth shut, but or fourteen and two. But yeah, yeah. So, yeah I, I'm not sure they're going to be that good, but they're going to be a good team because they. I mean, they got the NFC East that they're playing against this year. Right. That's, that's a somewhat strong, somewhat weak division. You got. You got three teams in that division that we have no idea. We have no idea. Like it could be, it's it could be really, really strong with the Redskins and the Eagles, or the Redskins could fail and three teams will suck. And it's the the exact same thing with the AFC North. You have no idea how Baltimore, Cleveland, and Cincinnati are going to do. I don't love Cincinnati, to be quite honest. I, I don't like Cincinnati at all. Um, I think, I think I the toss-up games with them and other bad teams, I normally do have Cincinnati because I like the Andy Dalton, A.J. Green. I always have for years. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, A.J. Dal- a. Dalton, Andy Dalton, the A.J. Green could be, they, they have, Andy Dalton's not a great quarterback, but if he had a team of, but if he had a team of guys that he had chemistry with, like A.J. Green, he could be one of the better, he could be one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. He's got such good chemistry with Green. I I I, I think that's true. Um, I'll definitely give you that. Um, but now it's time to go to the NFC. So Sam, I'll let you start. Okay, the NFC is extremely difficult because you got because you've it got used to be like the AFC. It used to be the AFC is going to be the better one, the powerhouse. Not anymore. As per last year, it's time. The NFC is taking over the NFL. It's like that in every single one of the, every single one of the sports. I'm a fan of the AFC, yet the NFC is a stronger conference. I'm a fan of the Eastern Conference in both basketball and hockey. The Western Conference has a deeper, uh, is deeper. And same thing, and I'm a fan of the American League. I'm a Red Sox fan. The National League has just much more competition for the playoff spots. I mean, look, they got like three people tied for the wild card. And I think Philadelphia is going to get the number Four one. Four teams now, by the way. Four so teams in the so. second. They've got Milwaukee in first by a half game. Jesus Aguilar. And then there's the four game. teams tied for second. We were talking about that earlier in the show. That is just that's so incre- remarkable. That's incredible. That's incredible. We're going to see, like, three one-game playoffs. <laughs> if, if they let that happen. Yeah. I think right, currently... So. No, I, we checked this earlier in the show. Philly currently does have... The tiebreaker for that second spot. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking football right now with Philly. I know. Philly, Philly's going to get the number one seed. And then here's just a massive mismatch of... I, there's just so much uncertainty in the NFC. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Minnesota in the second seed again. You know, I, I went a totally different way. My well, One of my favorite and most dominant players in the NFL is Mr. Aaron Rodgers. I don't think I, there's any way that the Vikings can beat out the Packers. I, I just can't. Aaron Rodgers is a beast. 
He is a beast. I can completely agree I have that. the Packers at a two seed. You have the Packers at the two? I have the Packers at the two, and I have the I Los think- Angeles Rams at the one. The Rams Ooh. I have going 15-1 and one or 16-0. and oh. team, but no Much way. improved team. No way. They can't go undefeated. They're stacked. I understand. I, I have them at 15-1. and what one. did we say about the Patriots last year? I had the I have them at fifteen one. I'm not go, I'm not saying they're going undefeated. Now what's their schedule? They got I, this doesn't help me out. But that's there's no way that they go sixteen and zero or fifteen and one. They're the they're the three seed. They're the three seed in an extremely in an extremely deep NFC. Green okay. Bay is my five. Green Bay is my five and. Here's, and here's where it's a little tricky. With Atlanta, Carolina, and New Orleans. Three teams that are all very good. And I think that I think that two, two of them might make the playoffs. But there's a better chance that only one of them makes the playoffs. And I think that Ron Rivera is on the hot seat if he can't improve if he can't make the playoffs. I think that and I just I think that Julio Jones is due for a bounce back. But the way that Drew, Drew, Drew Brees was so efficient last year, he's going to have a similar type season. The New Orleans Saints are going to be the four seed. Okay. I have an interesting thing in the NFC East. You we were talking about this earlier. Week 17, the Eagles are going to play the Redskins. I don't think the Eagles are that strong this year. I think there's absolutely you know. no way that they win the NFC Championship. I know that you could disagree with me because I know you love the Eagles and what they're doing over there in Philly. Well, I don't love the Eagles, but I love what they're doing. Well, right. Yeah, that's what I mean. I have the Redskins winning that game, and they split. So both the Redskins and the Eagles go 5-1 and one in their division. Redskins get 12-4 and four by a game. Eagles get 11-5. and five. So I don't, I don't see a way the Eagles end up with less than 12 wins. I, I don't either. But they have one of the hardest schedules in the NFL. And um, no matter how good your team is with talent, that with how good teams are in this century, in this decade, in this two-year span for that matter, it's tough to win games now. I mean, it's always tough to win games. Games are – you're not not always going to win all your games. You might have – but here's the thing for Philly. I think that the main thing that Philly needs to do is stay healthy. I think that if Philly stays healthy... They need Jason Peters. And, here, and here's the important thing. They need they need their entire defense to stay healthy. Not Maybe not the entire defense, but they need most of it to stay healthy because last year that was a great defense. And I think that if, and I think that if the defense stays healthy, they'll win that division. Regardless of Wentz or regardless if it's Wentz or Foles, they can win the division if the defense stays healthy. I think that Wentz, I think that Wentz is the much better quarterback than anyone that thinks that Foles should. Anyone think that thinks that Foles should start over Wentz if Wentz is ready to play? I don't know what you've been thinking. I was talking about this earlier on the show. Is that Nick Foles has a Tom Brady story right now? He's been a starter in Philly before they drafted Carson Wentz, right? So you've got he that had, going for them. He had a fantastic year. And he finished the regular season like wildfire, and then he goes into the playoffs, steamrolls everybody in the NFC, which is the overpowering conference. He didn't steamroll the No, no, as in, like, they didn't crush, but they rolled along consistently. Defense, the defense won that game for them. And then they go to the Super Bowl and okay, take it away from Tom Brady? Well, Tom Brady dropped it, to be fair. It doesn't matter. It, uh, forget it about Tom Brady. The New England Patriots. Without Dante Hightower? So, that's one guy. Like, Tom Brady's one guy. He might be the best player that ever played our great game. Our concussion-producing game. That's true. Helmet rule sucks. I mean, it's necessary, but it sucks. It is necessary. I agree. I don't think they did it in the right way. Um, but yeah, the, it needed to be there. 
and for the sake of mothers and children all around the world, that needed to happen, and thank God that it did. It's probably going to be a big year for offenses. Defenses are going to be afraid to tackle. Mm, yeah, that gets in their heads. Uh, so I have the Redskins at the three. Four is going to be the NFC South winners by a game, and everybody else since that conference isn't that good is going to be out of the playoffs. So I have Carolina by a game. I think I have, yeah, 10-6, and they go to the playoffs. Five is going to be the Vikings. They're going to be one game behind Green Bay, if not two. And finally, it's going to be the Eagles at 11-5. and five. All right. Now, We're going to take a break after the I divisional didn't, round. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do my number six. I know. So, so reveal that, and then we've got two rounds to go through, and then we'll take a short break. All right. So I definitely, I definitely don't see anyone in the north besides the Packers and Vikings that can make the playoffs. There's three teams in the South that can make the playoffs, as I've said earlier. So for me, this came down to three teams. The Niners, Dallas, if they can stay healthy, and Atlanta. Dallas is probably not going to stay healthy, so they're off the plate. And I just, and I think that... I don't like Dallas. I have them not getting more than five wins this year. Really? Really. I think that if they... If they stay healthy, they, they can be a threat. They're, I mean, they're not going to stay healthy. I think they're going to have a top 10 draft pick next year. Okay. I mean, and I mean they're, they're a good team, but they, they just haven't been able to pull it together in the playoffs ever. And then I have... That's going to that's gonna make it... That's not going to help. Yeah, I know. That doesn't help. And then I had it down to San Francisco and Atlanta. Right. And when it comes down to teams like that, you look at the, you look at Jimmy Garoppolo. You say he's got more rings than Matt Ryan, but he's not. But he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the experience in the game, the experience in the NFL, and he's got, and he just, I'm not sure if he can pull it out this year. Next year, I think Garoppolo is going to be in the playoffs. I know I said that it's likely only one team goes in from the South, but I think that. I but definitely I think, think that, it's one team going into the South. Like, that, the, the Saints are going to go 6-10, and 10, and the Falcons are going to go 8-8. Really? Eight eight. How, how do you have the Saints going 6-10? No, not 6-10. 7-9 uh, and nine or 8-8. Eight eight. Sorry. How do you have that? I, you think they're a massive fluke? I th- I, there's no way they make the playoffs, and that uh, division's playing another hard one, and they're not that good. Drew Brees had one of his most efficient seasons ever last year. Last year. I know. And Underline last. Okay, underline circle, box, whatever whatever you want to call it. But I definitely think that Drew Brees, when they're when they're using him, they're using him properly. They're not using him as much as they have in the past. I don't disagree, but he doesn't have the weapons. Him. I don't threw for four thousand yards last year. Don't 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 think that they're not using him. I don't like Alvin Kamara. Uh, do you do you like Alvin Kamara? I think he I think he could be a huge bust. I don't think he will I, be a bust, but the possibility of him being a non Devontae Freeman type player, so like Devontae Freeman comes out as one game as a backup and gets the starting job for three more years, right? You've got that you've got that there. Alvin Kamara got that same situation, made it good for the rest of the season like Devontae Freeman. I don't love him this year. Mark Ingram's got the experience. He's got the explosiveness. He's been a starter in multiple places. I love Mark Ingram. If Kamara doesn't work out, they've got the 2009 Heisman Trophy winner. Exactly. That that should prove their point. It doesn't matter because they're going to be able to have great running back play. Is there any possible way other than by injury, which he's not prone to do for Mark Ingram, to not be good this season? Any possible way. Does, I, Mark Ingram doesn't do stuff like that. But he is suspended, I will say that. All right, other than suspension and injury, what could put him down this year? He's such a consistent, good running back. Yeah, he's very consistent. I can, I can, he's not going to be... He's not going to have a like the 2012 Adrian Peterson season or whatever it was, but he's going to be, but he's not going to disappoint you. He's going to be, he's, he's going to be an effective player for the Saints, and it's going to be another player that the other teams have to game plan for. I have a and, great stat about that. Um, 
Adrian Peterson, and I think I've put this on the show before. Definitely not today. In 2012, Adrian Peterson won the NFL's most prestigious award as the NFL MVP. Or second most prestigious to the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Well, um, someone who was wouldn't win that. the only other nominee was Peyton Manning. And he had such a breakout year, Adrian Peterson, that he deserved to win. One, win. And he won. Well, not, not, not his breakout, but like he had such a great year that he won. And yeah, I think he definitely deserved to win it. He definitely deserved to win it over Peyton Manning that year. Yes. Adrian Peterson had the second most rushing yards in the NFL. That year? That's pretty good. That year, no. He, he had almost like a, he almost broke the record. Or it maybe wasn't his MVP year, but it was either the year, it, it might have been the year after. To a rookie. Alfred Morris? I remember remember you brought this up with me. But Alfred Morris... Second most to a rookie by the name of Alfred Morris. Hold on. Alfred Morris. He had the most rushing in. the league in rushing. But didn't he get close to AP? He might have not have led. Alfred Morris? Getting almost better, if not better than Adrian... Yeah, his rookie year with RG3, and I think that was 2012, or was it 2013? 2012. He had his second, Morris was 474, no, sorry, 484 yards behind Adrian Peterson. So, no, he wasn't close. That's pretty close. And he was second. Yeah, he was second. But, but still, if you're going to be less than 500 yards behind the MVP and as a rookie, and the NFL hates rookies, by the way. We've, we've had this conversation. I know, Sam. They will never give the MVP to a rookie. That, that will never happen. I'm sorry. I don't care if you're Baker Mayfield and throwing for a million yards. They're not going to give it to you. I'm sorry. The only thing I've ever seen that in any sport is my boy Freddie Lynn. Oh, <laughs> All right, anyway, let's get down to wild card talks. I'll start. We'll stay in the NFC. All right. I have the Redskins over the Eagles in another nail-brighter. They play at Fed. So based on what I'm having here, the three and the six, that means they have the rematch of last week. They don't have to travel. It's at FedEx Field again, and they just play again. And I have the Redskins winning the second straight nail-brighter against the second straight team in that same stadium, their home stadium, again, that next week. You know what they could just do? They could sell. T- they could basically have the fans. They should have a double header. The they should have a no, double no, header. No, 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 no. Double headers only work in baseball. That's where true. Where there's a lot of standing around. But the fans to just camp out in the stadium for the week. That would be hilarious. And for my three six, my three six is Atlanta visiting. Los Angeles. That's going to be a good game, but I think the a Rams. Rematch, a rematch of last year. And the Rams are just too good this year. They're, they're, much, I agree. they're a much improved team. I think I had the Rams going to the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl last year. Last year? I don't remember. And the Falcons I won. Yeah, the Falcons beat them. And I don't think, was it close? It was like, uh, like score and a half, I believe. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it wasn't that close. I mean. I remember doing the highlights for that game after I watched it, and I was like, and I watched the game, taking it in, and then doing then doing the highlights on my YouTube channel, Sam Sports Network, and thinking this game really wasn't as close as it looked. Or, yeah. All right, so Sam, what's your four or five for the NFC? My four or five for the NFC is New Orleans and Green Bay. And this could be one of the. This is an unbelievable quarterback matchup. Aaron Rodgers gets Hall of Fame for sure and Super Bowl winning. First ballot Hall of Famers for sure. Both of these guys are top 10 quarterbacks of all time. Mm -hmm. And they won. And and Breeze won Super Bowl 44. Rodgers won Super Bowl 45. Yes. In, In 2010 and 11, yes. 
No, that uh, yeah, yeah. Ten and eleven, yeah. Those were the years that the Super Bowls took place. I think of them as the seasons nine and ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Breeze beat Breeze beat Peyton Manning, and uh, Rogers beat Roethlisberger. I have the Packers taking it because I just because Jimmy Graham is going to torment his old team. Because Jimmy Graham, listen to this, bold prediction. Jimmy Graham is, Jimmy Graham this year right. elevates to become one of the top three tight ends in football. Once again. You know I don't like that because I never liked Jimmy Graham. He's too intriguing. You know what? At the you beginning of his I career, like- I loved him. I loved him his first year on the Seahawks and when he was with, again, Thanks. Drew Brees. All right, let's and, go to the and, AFC. You know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is better than Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers can make him incredible. Okay, so who do you have winning the game again? I have the Packers. Good. All right. Texans and Steelers is my 6-3 in the AFC. I've my got the Steelers three. easily. My 3-6 is, I believe I have Chiefs Steelers. A lot of... I think this game took... I think there was a game... I think the Chiefs played the Steelers last year, did they? I don't know, who cares? But the Chiefs and Steelers, the Steelers offense... No, the Steelers had a bye. No, 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 I'm tra- not in playoffs, I'm talking in the regular season. Didn't the Chiefs lose, lose to both the Giants and Jets last year? The Chiefs? Yeah. They lost to the Giants. They got, and like, shut close, out. Yeah, and there was a close one with the Jets, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the Steelers' offense is too strong for right. Mahomes. And uh, despite all the weapons that Mahomes has around him, and um, no matter how many times you hear Chiefs fans say, Kelsey's so much better than Gronk. Which he's not. Yeah, it's not close. It's not close. Gronk's not the best tight end of all time. He certainly is close. If he stayed healthy his entire career, it would be not close. I, I think that Gronk is the best tight end of all time. All right. By skill, I, maybe that's true. I mean, all right, anyway. I mean, I, um, I, do see, I do see where you can... I mean, who do you think is the best? Tony Gonzalez? No. Maybe someone not from this generation. I'm trying to think. Anyway, I've got my... I've got to do four and fives for both conferences, and then I'll let Sam do his four or five for the AFC. My 4-5 for the AFC is Titans-Chiefs. I think the Titans win with Marcus Mariota again. Maybe on a comeback. I think on a close game, grudge match-ish. Um, I think a lot of defense. When, when the Titans have the ball, that's going to be where it's going to be interesting. With the Chiefs' defense and the Titans' offense, I don't love the Titans' D. So the Mahomes, Kareem Hunt, Tyree kill thing is going to be odd. Um so we got to wait to see that for the regular season. I No one likes the preseason. Uh, there's a reason why they play the games, but forget about it, please. Five and four for the NFC. I've got the Vikings and the Panthers. I think the Vikings take it easily. I love Kirk Cousins. I love the team. Vikings starting to break out here in these two years. They move on to the divisional round. Sam, what's your 4-5 for the American Football Conference? My 4-5 for the... AFC, I believe I had Tennessee at the five, and I had... L.A. Yes, L.A. I was about to call them San Diego. Yeah. And uh, Phil Rivers is a great player, but I just think that L.A. doesn't have the... just doesn't won't have what it takes in this... In the thirty thousand seat stadium, they, the home field advantage won't do anything. They're pretty evenly matched teams, and I, I think that right. Tennessee comes in motivated, saying that. I mean, with it with a, with an improved team, they basically have. I mean, Deion Lewis they have now, and Malcolm Butler. So Butler can take Keenan Allen maybe, and not shut him down, but limit him, and. Honestly, the Titans' defense is so cheese and Madden, and it's huh. going to be cheese in this a- game. Anyway, they're going to slaughter the Chargers. It's All right, we got one more round before we take a break, folks. 
Uh, I have, I'll, I'll just go down the line first. Or Sam, why don't you start? You go all the way down the line. Uh, let's start with the AFC. All right, so in the AFC, I believe I had... Jag Steelers. Jag Steelers? Yeah, Jaguar Steelers, rematch of last year. But this time, it's in the stadium with the pool. And same result, completely different score. The Steelers are, the Steelers are not going to have a chance to score much on this ridiculous defense. Juggernaut. Here, you know what? Just because I can, since we're talking about the same thing here. The Jaguars and the Steelers are playing a rematch. I have the same thing. Right? The Jaguars, in a warm weather spot in the U.S., in the world, Go up to Pittsburgh in the middle of winter in western Pennsylvania on national television and whoop Pittsburgh. It's going to be ridiculously hard for them in their home stadium in warm weather to not have that happen again. I'm sorry. I just can't figure that out. I, I, a lot of people in this football world can't put their heads around it. I'm certainly one of them. I've got the Jags. Here's a, and here's the thing. The Jaguars might have one of the one, I mean, Bortles isn't isn't good. He's not even. He, he's very very. He can be consistent, and then he can he can be both consistent and inconsistent. He used to be very inconsistent, but consistently throwing picks, and now he's more consistent, but still pretty bad. And the strength of the Jaguars' defense just shows that they don't that even with a crappy quarterback, they can still win games. And the Jaguars, I just think their defense is just too good for the Steelers. And then I had New England, I believe, hosting uh, New England hosting Tennessee. Holy crap, it is a lot of rematches. Yo, and, we're clean. This is a family show. Okay, holy moly, this is a lot of rematches. It really is. All right. Yeah, rematch season. Uh, New England hosts Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee's going to walk in there saying, we stole some of your players, nah, 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 nah. And then it's like, and then Tom Brady's like, I don't care. And you just, and the Patriots just win like 28 to 10 or something. All right, NFC. NFC. Philly was my one seed. I think I have them going up against Green Bay and... And uh, here is where I, here's where you're going to see something. Green Bay is going to take it over Philly. I had, I, I previously thought that Philly had a practically clear shot to get through, but then I realized with a health, with a healthy uh, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay is one of the is one of the best teams in football. Green Bay is going to be Philly. I, I think the doorbell is ringing, and I might have to. And I and well, I think my friend is here, so I'm gonna have to do this pretty quickly. Is that all right, Brian? Yeah. All right. So my other game was Minnesota against Minnesota against LA. LA is gonna win it, so it's gonna be LA and Green Bay in the NFC Championship. LA is going to take the NFC Championship from Green Bay because Todd Gurley. I haven't mentioned his name yet. You know how much I love Todd Gurley, right? Yeah. I picked Todd Gurley number one in my fantasy draft. He had such a good year last year. He might run for, I think this year he could run for 1,800 yards. I I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. I I mean, I'd be surprised if he ran for 2,000. I'd be surprised if anyone ran for 2,000. But I wouldn't be surprised if he ran for 1,800. And he's going to run for another 160 in the NFC Championship in Green Bay. NFC Championship, New England, Jacksonville. In New England, New England just... I mean, Jacksonville's going to walk in saying, oh, we're better this year than we were last year. Doesn't matter. Still Tom Brady. You're still facing Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. And you know who you didn't have to face last year? Number 11. Not Drew Bledsoe. Julian Edelman. Patriots win. Patriots, Rams, Super Bowl. Where is the Super Bowl this year? Atlanta. Super Bowl's in Atlanta. I've seen the stadium from like a from a hotel window. It's actually it, it looks completely misplaced in that city, but it's still pretty nice. And 
New England's going to win. I know that this sounds very biased, but I think that New England's the best team in the league. And Tom Brady's going to take home Super Bowl number six and Super Bowl MVP number five. I mean, Brandon Cooks is going to be more of a factor in this year's Super Bowl than last, but it's for LA this year. But New England, with Julian Edelman coming back from suspension and injury, he I know he I know in practice he hasn't been that great, but Edelman's a great Edelman's just gonna find Edelman's gonna find a way to do something. Brady's gonna win the Super Bowl, and I think I gotta go now. So, all right, it's great bye. to have you on the show, Sam. Thank you, Brian. I'll be on whenever I possibly can. All right, that is Sam Fetterman from the Sam Sports Network. We'll take a quick break. For you, it's nothing. We thank Sam Fetterman yet again right here. We'll be right back on the Power Sports Podcast and Radio Network. We're back right here on Power Sports Podcast and Radio Network. That was Sam Fetterman from Sam Sports Network. It's always great to have him on the show. Um, it's time. We've got the divisional round. Uh, Jags and Steelers. I have the Jags as well. As I said earlier, Pats and Titans, same thing as Sam. I've got the Pats. Um, and... Packers and Redskins, I still have the Packers. I love Aaron Rodgers still. That's not changing. Rams and Vikings, same with Sam. Rams, 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 I love them. Jags and Patriots, same thing as Sam. Patriots. Packers and Rams, ooh, I'm going to go a little bit different. I love Aaron Rodgers too much. And um, I have the Packers. Which means that our Super Bowl is going to be the Patriots as the AFC champions and the Packers as the NFC champions and we have the Green Bay Packers and another nail-biter Super Bowl. Winning it all as the 2018-19 season Super Bowl champions in Atlanta. It's going to be a great year. Uh, it's always good. Um... Packers right now are our mid-preseason pick to win the Super Bowl. Anyway, that about does it for us. Um, Again, go follow us on Twitter. Go subscribe to us on YouTube. Go subscribe to Sam Sports Network on YouTube. Follow our podcast. Get our podcast from Podomatic.com or wherever you get your podcasts, including the Apple Podcasts app. We're starting our Shoutcast Radio soon. But for now, uh, the whole Power Sports team uh, shares a great thank you for being with us today. Um, We know it's really, 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 really tough to listen to these long podcast episodes, but we love it. If you are listening to us, it's absolutely incredible. So from our team, from Sam uh, Fetterman and Sam Sports Network, um, from all of us here at Power Sports, this has been a production of Power Sports. And I'm Brian Barth saying so long from our studio, from live on tape, doing a podcast here on the Power Sports Podcast and Radio Network.